Are you here to be the entertainment or are you here to be the teacher? A powerful and punchy question from the one and only Rachel Luna. Join me and Rachel for a conversation that will punch you in all the right places when it comes to leadership, authenticity, and uncertainty. In this episode, you'll learn the difference between performing and authenticity, why rejection is really about the person doing the rejecting, how to avoid using social media as your diary, why you need to, why your need for feedback is really a need for validation, the dangers of making decisions based on the opinions of others, aka decisions by committee, why uncertainty and uncertain times like this are an illusion and an empowering exercise that will definitely help you cultivate self-trust. Now, who is Rachel Luna? Rachel Luna is a highly sought-after international speaker, best-selling author, and sales and confidence and mindset strategist for six to seven-figure entrepreneurs. Named by Forbes as one of the 11 most inspiring female entrepreneurs, to follow on Instagram, this former U.S. Marine has a reputation for inspiring, con- confident action and helping her clients double, triple, and quadruple their revenue. Rachel calls herself a magnet of, for miracles. After losing both her parents to AIDS, struggling with e- eating disorders in her teens, and battling alcoholism and depression in her early 20s, Rachel knows and teaches there's only one way to look, and that's up. When she was diagnosed with triple negative breast cancer in the summer of 2019, Rachel tackled it the same way she does everything, with confidence, faith, and love. Within 30 days, she was cancer-free, and today she continues to thrive, teach, and activate confidence in others. Through her top-rated podcast, Real Talk with Rachel Luna, social media courses, and her live event, Confidence Activated, Rachel is on a mission to help 11 million women step into faith, worth, and wealth. Standing only at 4 feet 11 inches tall, This tiny but mighty firecracker lights up the room and galvanizes her audiences all around the world. An international speaker, Rachel has been invited to share her powerful talks all over the globe from the U.S. to Europe to Japan and has been featured in Forbes, The Huffington Post, Success Magazine, and Latina Magazine, among many others. If you are looking to listen to an episode that is going to activate the confidence, resilience, courage, authenticity within you. This is your episode. So make sure you tune in, download this episode, and whether you are new to the podcast or you are a loyal thought leader, please take a moment right now, hit pause, download a few episodes, including this one, and drop a rating and review on iTunes. Finally, if you dig this podcast and you want to connect with me, please text me. I'd love to hear one major insight that you gained by tuning into this episode. So text me at 1781-336-0160 and make sure you mention the episode number. And if you want to reach out on Instagram, because that's your thing, my handle is at I am Ruby. Those links and more will be in the show notes. Now it is time to uncover the truth about authenticity, validation, and uncertainty with Rachel Luna. 
Welcome to today's Thought Leader, where I'm challenging you to rise up, speak up, and create a movement. I'm your host, Ruby Fremont, and I'm here as a catalyst for you, the new generation of thought leaders. I'm a kick-ass life coach, a bullshit detector, and courageous communicator. I'll show you how to gain visibility, build a cult following, and create impact while increasing your income. Join me every week as I dive into raw and real conversations that will help you amplify your presence, influence, and impact. It's time to unapologetically do what you're here to do and do it your way. So get ready, thought leaders, and let's make shit happen. Hey, thought leaders, I'm back with a very, very special guest. This is a woman that I look up to for inspiration. Um, she is just someone that I see who has truly embodied the work that she does and how she supports other people. She is the truest embodiment of courage, of resiliency, of authenticity. And I had the pleasure to finally connect with her about a month or so, maybe two months ago in our first conversation, had such a blast. So I'm really excited to have her here. Rachel Luna, welcome to today's Thought Leader. Hello. Thank you so much for having me and for those really kind words. Like, Wow. Thank you. So I'm so, I'm so happy to serve. So it's always yeah. nice to know that the work that you do is received the way that you intend it to be received. So thank you for that. Of course. And I think that's the power of authenticity, right? When someone is actually truly being authentic and not just the trying to be authentic or positioning authenticity, their message is felt and experienced in its fullest, truest expression, mm, which yeah. is what you've been able to create. And I love it's that. Interesting that you say that because, well, first of all, just a quick disclaimer, you know, it is quarantine season and yes. I have two kids. So yes. they've been warned, but yeah, the sky might fall and you might see one. So <laughs> <laughs> let's hope. Um, let's hope not. But it's interesting that you, you talk about that, about the authenticity, because I had a client ask me the other day, she said, how do you perform when you don't feel like it or when you're tired? Like, how do you keep going? And she said, you're just so real. And, you know, you come in and you say all the things. And, and in your podcast the other day, you were, I recorded a podcast while I was doing an enema. Because mm -hmm. that's part, I mean, I do so many of them a day to heal from breast cancer that mm -hmm. if I were to give in, like nothing would get done because I'm spending so much time with this healing. So you have to learn how to be resourceful and fit things in where you can get it in. So she says, you know, you you do the enemas and you show up and it's like, yeah, how do you just turn on the performance? Mm. And I said, well, the first thing is that it's not a performance. That's who I am. Mm -hmm. So I don't have to turn anything on. I just have to be me. Right. And she was like, well, but what about when you're tired? I said, well, even when I'm tired or even when I'm sick or um, whatever, I show up however I am in the moment. So if I don't mm -hmm. feel well, but I am expected to be somewhere, um, let's say like a speaking engagement. One time I had to do the speaking engagement and mm -hmm. I had a fever of 103. Oh, wow. But people had flown in from the United Kingdom, like people from all around the world had flown mm -hmm. in for this event and it was just myself and another woman. Right. So it's not like there was a bunch of other people and I could just bow out and like, no, you know, there's all these mm -hmm. other great, no, it was just, they came to see me. Right. 
And so I got on stage and I said, listen, I'm going to give you the best that I have, but I'm also sick. So we're going to do the best that we can and let's just see what happens. And I was very transparent with the audience and I gave them the whatever. I mean, I didn't tell them I had a fever of 103, but I was just like, yeah, I don't feel so great today. I just, I did my job because I made the commitment. And then like straight away from there, I got in an Uber and I went to the emergency room Mm -hmm. and, you know, kept going. I don't recommend that people start getting themselves so sick that they go to the emergency room. The point that I'm trying to express is that, you know, when you show up as who you really are, it's never a performance. Right. It's just you embodying who you are. And I think that the biggest thing that most people fear is, well, if I show up as I really am, what if I offend somebody or what if I say the wrong thing or, mm-hmm. you know, what if they reject me? And you know, my, my biggest fear in life has always been rejection. Like, mm-hmm. please don't, please love me. Please like me is my like inner child story. But at the end of the day, I, I deeply understand that there is always going to be a percentage percentage of the population that will reject me. Yeah. That's Not cool. even intentionally. Mm-hmm. Like, think about that. Have you, and maybe you've had this experience. Have you ever come across someone that they're, they're further along than you are and you could probably learn from them, but for whatever reason, you just can't get into them. And then time passes and you grow. And then that same person comes back into your purview. And now all of a sudden they're like the greatest thing since sliced bread. I don't know if you've ever had that experience, but definitely. Right. So that, that just shows us that some, the rejection part isn't always about the person that's being rejected. It's about mm-hmm. the person who's doing the rejecting. Maybe yeah. they're not available. Maybe they're not ready. Maybe you just share different value systems. There's so many reasons why rejection occurs. And most of the time, it's not about us. It's about whatever their own internal dialogue is. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. And I've had that experience many times. And I love um, how you brought up the the performance for uh, in terms of authenticity because I think that's a question that so many people ask, especially when they have a a personal brand and they have social media accounts that mm-hmm. they feel like they have to or should be showing up on. Mm-hmm. And it's really easy to turn the performance knob on mm-hmm. because so many other people are doing it and for some reason, when there's a camera on, it's easy for us to mask, right? Because we feel Mm -hmm. like we need to control how we're being perceived. Yeah. We feel like we need to fit a certain expectation Mm -hmm. that our audience might have of us. Mm -hmm. And if I show up not happy today or not inspiring today or not motivational today or not my usual self, then maybe I'll be seen as less than Mm -hmm. an expert or a teacher or a leader or whatever it is that you are. The loss of credibility. Right. Mm -hmm. And what's crazy is like, I actually, when I look at people who aren't showing up in the fullest spectrum of what it is to be a human being, Mm -hmm. that's when I lose trust. Yes. Yes. If you're too polished, if you're too perfect, listen, and here's the thing. Let's make this distinction. Please. Okay. First of all, if you are new to me, I just want you to know that my intention is always from a place of love. 
inevitably I will say something to trigger or offend. If that occurs, please know that that wasn't the intention. It's just work that we need to do. So, so that little blanket disclaimer being said, let's make sure that we understand that there are times where um, when we're younger in our journey, mm-hmm. we see the, the, perfect, the person that's perfectly polished and that's who we aspire to be because we don't fully understand what it means to be our true authentic self. Mm-hmm. We're pursuing this like fake image. Mm-hmm. As you start to grow as a leader and you experience what really happens behind the, the, the curtain of a business or mm-hmm. writing a book or being a parent, whatever the curtain is for you, as you start to grow as a leader in that area, you will start to very quickly realize that the people that are so buttoned up, it's a facade. Mm-hmm. And I, my heart breaks for those people because I can only imagine the, the crippling fear they must have of people seeing who they really are. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean we can't learn from them. I will still follow them to learn from like whatever corner of their little expertise is, but that's not who I am going to look to help me become my best version. That's going to be the person that I look to, to teach me a marketing strategy or, you know, to teach me how to get organized in an area. But I'm not trying to have that person's life because I, I deeply understand that behind the the mask, Mm -hmm. there's a lot of pain and there's a lot of insecurity and there's a lot of doubt and mm-hmm. i don't want to live that kind of a life yeah yeah i agree and that was um you know that that was pretty much my journey in a nutshell like my entire life <laughs> of like really figuring out who i am mm-hmm. and um understanding all the masks that i've been wearing and all the facades and all the walls as protection mechanisms yes. and then getting to that point in my life where I started to break those things down and in breaking those things down, getting to know who I really truly am. You know, mm-hmm. I think a lot of people struggle with being authentic because they don't know who they are. And yes. so they'll borrow things. They'll see, for example, they'll see Rachel Luna doing something. Rachel Luna is showing up in this way. So that means that's authentic. Let me try that on. Mm-hmm. Ruby's showing up in this way. Let me try that on. And you yeah. try on all these different personas, trying to find your real identity, but your real identity can only be found by chipping away at the facades that you have built. The suits that you've put yeah. on to protect yourself. Yeah. You know who else I'm also really skeptical of? I'm skeptical of the people who tried to like try to show real, but the even the real looks perfect. Yes. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> like I'm, you know, I'm a curvy girl, so I'm going to wear this bathing suit, but the image is like so perfectly edited and it's just like, but is that really real? And by the way, listen, for the right, I love a good filter. Me I too. rock that <laughs> Kylie Jenner filter. I rock that Kylie Jenner filter all day. I believe though that the difference is that I will say like when people compliment me, oh, you look so pretty today. I was like, that's the filter. That's Kylie Jenner. And I'll send a picture and be like, here's what I really look like today. (laughs) Hair's coming, you know, my hair is finally growing back after treatment. But so I'm also skeptical of those people Mm -hmm. because I'm just wondering like, what do you not want me to see? Because that's, 
that's what I'm really interested in seeing. And, you know, we spoke about the credibility aspect before. Mm -hmm. I totally get that because I remember experiencing that myself where I was going through some things and I didn't want to be honest about the struggles because I was telling myself this story that if I was honest about my struggles and here, you, here was the mm-hmm. struggle. I'll just tell you the struggle. Yeah. So the struggle was I was working with clients and I was co- like, they would start at a certain income level making less than me. We would work together and then they would make more money than I was making. Mm-hmm. And I was starting to think that maybe there was something wrong with me, or maybe I wasn't as good of a coach, Mm -hmm. or maybe I didn't really know what I was talking about because I was helping all these people cross into multiple six and seven figures, but I was not, and I'm still, I still don't make seven figures in my business. And I started to think like, well, maybe that means I'm not good enough. First of all, what it means is irrelevant. It only Mm -hmm. means what we make it mean. In that moment, I was telling myself a story that I'm not as good as I think I am because if I were, then I would already be doing X, Y, and Z. Yeah. Well, the we have to go back to that little cliche: the cobbler's kids have no shoes, right? Mm -hmm. We're so busy working and helping other people that we forget to like take a step back and work on ourselves. But I remember thinking, if people find out, they are gonna not trust me. They're going to think that I can't do the job. And the reframe for me was, it's not about me. It's about the people that I've helped. And if you lined up the people that I've helped, they're doing pretty good. Mm -hmm. (laughs) They're doing doing better than me now. (laughs) Right. It's like bringing it back to the service piece and why you're doing what you're doing in the first place, which is so important. And you said something that um, was... I love this. Uh, what do you not want me to see? Right? Mm. Like, what do you not want me to see when, when you're going online, when you're sharing your overly filtered photos or your perfect stories or whatever it is, what do you not want me to see? I actually have like a whole chapter dedicated to this piece on my, in my book. But for me, just through my own personal journey, I realized there was a lot I didn't want people to see, but it was also because I wasn't willing to see those things in myself. Oh, that's so good. Like, yeah chapter in my book. I'm it's going to be good. So there was so much that I was unwilling to see within myself. You know, we always talk about in personal development, the first step is awareness. Then you have to accept, mm-hmm. like own your shit. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't even willing to see things. Mm-hmm. It was like when I would notice a shadow or something I didn't like about myself or, um, you know, my lack of worthiness or my lack of confidence, I would just completely ignore it, throw another persona on, put that out there. And that was it. And Mm -hmm. so I was unwilling to see these pieces of me and I didn't want, and that's why I wasn't able to show those pieces of me. Whereas now Mm -hmm. where I'm at in my journey, I'm good. Like, (laughs) (laughs) I'm good. Like I feel great. I, I feel like I'm able to show who I am and show up Mm -hmm. as who I am because I know who I am and I'm willing to face who I'm, who I am. Yeah. You know, it's interesting that you're saying that because, you know, as I'm healing from breast cancer, the treatment that I'm on is so freaking intense and Mm -hmm. it makes me cry a lot. Like there will be days where I cry. It's called the healing reaction. I'm not sad. I'm not mad. I'm not upset. It's just the body needs to like release old emotions, Mm -hmm. old pain, um, old toxins. 
And so occasionally I will um, take pictures of myself or like I'll record myself crying and I'll post this on social media and I'll show people like, hey, this is part of the journey. This is, it's important that you allow yourself to the opportunity to cry and, and kind of like walk them through. The thing that still, and I'm working on this, the thing that still bothers me is when people message me in response and they're like, I'm so sorry. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's just like, I don't need you to feel so I'm trying to teach you something. Right. Well, that's so, the I think the difference there is because we we see people do this a lot, right? They'll mm-hmm. take a picture of themselves crying, post it on Instagram and say something. There's mm-hmm. two reasons why we do this. One is mm-hmm. like there's an actual teaching lesson here that yes. we're looking we're we're doing it to serve our yes, audience, right? Yes. The other is you're doing it to serve yourself. And I think when people are messaging, like if when you do that and they're messaging you or DMing you and saying, I'm so sorry, mm-hmm. it's a reflection of where they're at, right? Mm-hmm. They're not able to see the teaching opportunity or the way in which you're serving them because mm-hmm. they are stuck in the, um, the self-serving piece because that's yeah. what they do, you know? Because when we are in pain, a lot of times we just want acknowledgement for that pain. Yes. Yep. And social media ends up being that outlet for a lot of people. Yeah. Right? It's like your diary. It's your yeah. dear diary. The and dangerous diary. About, please don't. <laughs> you know what I tell people though? This is what I say. I say, um, share the pain only when you've been able to get to the other side so that you can give the lesson. If you're not on the other side, don't share the journey yet because... Um, then it becomes this diary. And mm-hmm. yes, there are people out there that love to follow a diary, but <laughs> you know, but, but then you have to decide, like, are you going to be the entertainment or are you going to be the teacher? Yes. Yeah. And so, you know, like Netflix, for example, uh, yeah, I watched something like The Circle or some one of these dumb shows, right? Oh. That's just entertainment, yeah. right? I'm yeah. going to keep watching and binge, but it's entertainment. But then I might also watch a documentary that both entertains and educates. So you get to decide, like, who are you going to be and why are you using the platform in that way? Mm, yeah, that is so important because um, it's so easy to – I mean, we have these devices in our hands and in our pockets. They're, they're around us, like our tablets, our laptops, our phones. And so it's so easy to, in that moment, in the heat of the moment, in the heat of a reaction, to pick up your phone and just – purge what you're feeling to the world (laughs) because there is a part of you that so desperately wants to be seen in your pain and acknowledged for what you're going through. And I am not immune to this. I have done this in the past. Um, And sometimes we mask that with, this is me being vulnerable or this is me Mm -hmm. being authentic. But Mm -hmm. let's just be clear. This is you wanting the attention and validation for what you're going through. And we need to get to a place where you can start to process that shit on your own. Yes. You have to (laughs) get to a place where you can validate yourself. Yes. And then when you come to share about the experience, it comes from a teaching place, from a a serving Mm -hmm. place to serve others. And that is authentic. Yeah. I talk about the difference and the importance between verification and validation Mm -hmm. in my second book, which will one of these days be finished. Um, but you know, it's like this human nature to get validation as we're trained as children to seek validation, right? When a kid picks, you know, starts taking the first step, what do we do? Yay, you did it. 
you know, a kid pours himself a bowl of, of cereal. Oh my gosh, great job. You mm-hmm. did it. So they're constantly getting this validation just for doing things that are milestones, like things that they should be doing anyway. Right. So it's dangerous. And I, I have a friend, um, her handle is gentle, respectful parenting on Instagram. I love following her because she talks about how we should not be doing that to our children. We shouldn't be praising them when they do something. We should be asking them, well, how do you feel? What do you think about you pouring the milk and letting them come to the conclusion that they feel proud that they, so I've been reparenting myself as mm. I've been parenting my children. Yeah. And like, I, I should not look for the validation and approval of others. I've got to give that to myself. So how then do we get feedback? Because then people say, but I'm just looking for feedback. No, you're not. You're looking for validation. You want to be told that you did a good job and that you did it right. And I know this because when I give feedback, people um, go ghost, right? Mm -hmm. When you ask for validate, when you ask for feedback, but what you really wanted was validation mm-hmm. and you get real feedback, mm-hmm. you go ghost, you get paralyzed. All of a sudden, the thing that should have been done in a day now takes you eight weeks to get right. done. So what I teach people is I say, look, it's totally fine for you to want feedback to make something better, but mm-hmm. make sure that you are putting in place verification points. So you have to ask the question when you say like, can you give me feedback? That's so arbitrary because now I'm going to tell you and point out all the things that you probably didn't even think were important or, Mm -hmm. you know, like I'm going to go to all the other places and all you wanted to hear was, do do you like the colors and does this make you want to click? Right. Meanwhile, I'm over here like, can you use a different picture? Do you like those fonts? Do you, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and now I've completely, you know, told you to rebrand your whole thing. And you're like, but I love my brand. Mm-hmm. So you have to come to the person and say like, hey, I'd love your feedback. These are the three things I want to know specifically. Mm-hmm. This is what I'm trying to do here. Can you tell me, does it motivate you to do it? And then here's the other thing. We, ought, we are often guilty of trying to make decisions by committee. A decision by committee is where we go out there and we start crowdsourcing everybody. Hey, would you guys right. be interested if I did this? Let me tell you why that's so dangerous. You think, oh, I'm surveying my audience, but there's this much of your audience are your buyers, mm-hmm. right? Like, a smaller amount. Yeah. Th- let's say Very this small is, amount right, for those listening is, and they're not seeing your hands. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. I forgot about that. Right. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I'm seeing myself on video. Okay. So listen, um, you, let's say you have an audience of 100. Mm-hmm. Maybe 10 to 20 are buyers, right? You know, if you're some phenomenal sales maverick, okay, maybe 50. But the problem is that you're serving a whole other 50 people that will never buy from you. Right. And now you're being influenced by their opinion. Mm -hmm. So you have to be careful to stop making decisions by committee and start making decisions by yourself and then making Mm -hmm. a decision and making it work. Now, how do I make a decision by myself that's going to affect other people? Well, now you start to survey and get the opinion of the people that it will affect directly. So if you're in business, Mm -hmm. you're going to talk to your buyers, your ideal customers, those are the people you're right. going to survey. We're not trying exactly. to survey everybody and their mama. Hell no. No. <laughs> you're going to get skewed responses if you do it that way. Correct. And even in our relationships, right? Mm-hmm. Sometimes we start asking our, our sisters or our parents or our friends, what should we do about our marriage? They can't help you 
fix mm-hmm. your marriage. The person that you need to ask about what should we do about our marriage is the person you're married to. Exactly. And say, hey, I love you. This is where I'm coming from. Where do you stand? What are some things that we can do together? Mm-hmm. Like, where do we want to go from this together? And also, this was a, I mean, I didn't, I'm not a marriage therapist or, or anything, but as someone who's been through ups and downs and we're celebrating 11 years in, in a couple weeks, mm-hmm. is that um, you have to also communicate with, with the people involved and ask them, are you comfortable with me talking to someone else about what's happening with us? Mm-hmm. Because when you don't do that, like that breach, that trust gets breached and it's so hard to repair. So right. I think that we have to be very careful with these decisions by committee. Start to trust yourself a little more. Start mm-hmm. to recognize that you knew from the beginning what the right decision was. And the reason why you don't think you can trust yourself is because in the past you have made mistakes and you think that you were wrong. But I always tell people to do um, an audit of their last 10 biggest mistakes. So what you do is you think about the 10 biggest mistakes in your life recently. Mm -hmm. You go back to right before you made the decision. And I always say like, ask yourself, was there any little part of you that said, no, this isn't a good idea, mm-hmm. but you overrode that voice because FOMO or you know, some kind of fear came through. And right. inevitably, when I do this activity with clients, they always say, oh my gosh, I knew I shouldn't have, but I did it because I something told me, but I went ahead anyway. Mm-hmm. This happened, but, and it's always like, yes, but. If that is your, if that's your pattern where you can say like, you know, seven out of 10 times there was a little voice. Well, guess what? That little voice, that's you. That's your intuition. That's your Holy Spirit. You can trust that. Mm -hmm. So right now from this moment, like you have a a new opportunity right now, because you know, you and I were talking about resilience at the beginning right now in this season, you have an opportunity to start trusting yourself like never before. You probably have had some incredible ideas since the quarantine started. And there's been a little fear, a little voice telling you like, well, I don't know. Go back in and listen. Mm -hmm. Listen to what you instinctively, innately felt that you were supposed to be doing in this season. For some of you, it was that you were supposed to start investing. For some of you, it was that you were supposed to start organizing your house and decluttering. For some of you, it was that you were supposed to do more quality time or give your significant other more sex. Like there's something. Mm -hmm. Go back and do that. Because yeah. the minute you make that decision and you make that work, you're going to reinforce to the neural pathways in your brain that you actually know what the hell you're talking about, that you are smart, that you are capable, that you are resourceful, that you are resilient, and that you're going to overcome this season. Yes. Yes. Snaps to that. Like Period. <laughs> yeah. Mic drop. We're done. See you guys I later. I gotta go now. <laughs> <laughs> That, I mean, that's the that's the piece that I think is, I believe, is missing in life and business is the ability to trust ourselves. And mm-hmm. I believe that our generation is having a, a larger struggle with that because not only do we 
deal with the physical committees like in our real life, but we mm-hmm. have the external digital committees, right? Mm-hmm. We have all the voices coming at us from all angles in the palms of our hands, mm-hmm. uh, people telling us how things should be done. I mean, right now during this quarantine, I don't know if you've been noticing, but it seems like everyone has an opinion about how we should be spending our time right now. We've got the ones who are preaching, if you're not utilizing your time to learn something new, then blah, blah, blah. Yeah, you didn't get the the point of this. Right. We've got the ones who are preaching, like, take those creative creative ideas and put them into action. We've got the ones who are saying, if you're really a leader, then you've got to show up right now. Yeah. The ones who are saying, no, rest. And it's like, well, my message is do whatever the fuck you need to do right now and whatever you feel called to do right now. You know, for me, it's been, and I will share truly, it has been a giant mind fuck for me because oh. I am someone who has, <laughs> here we go into my mind fuck, um, <laughs> because I am someone who is so used to, uh, you know, taking a lot of action and mm-hmm. I'm always constantly putting stuff out there. And in this season, I'm like, I just want to rest. And when I mean rest, I mean like 10 and a half hours of sleep every night. Oh, I would love that. How do you do it? Wait. I I am not someone who used to do this. FYI. How do you fall asleep and get that much sleep? Are you taking something? No. So um, backtrack to my trip to Peru in November when I did a 14-day Did you do ayahuasca? Well, girl, I've done – I've sat in, I mean, like over 17 ceremonies in, in probably the last 14 months. And I talk about that on the, <laughs> on the podcast. I'll, I'll share the episode numbers in the show notes. Um, but in November, I actually did a 14-day dieta where I went into the Amazon jungle uh-huh. and I was dieting everything, food, um, input, anything that you input. So my devices were all off for, uh-huh. for 14 days in the jungle. I had nothing to occupy my time except for medicine and nature. Okay. And a shit ton of spiders and snakes and all sorts nope, of I'm out. Nope. crazy shit, peeing in a bucket, <laughs> like bats at night, no light, no electricity, like it was nuts. Um, however, I feel like that was training for quarantine. I truly spiritually okay. feel like that was my training because now in quarantine, I'm really enjoying the moment to pause. I'm really enjoying the, the space and I'm looking for new ways to create space at all mm-hmm. times during this time. So even though I have these creative ideas because my mind is always working in that way, like here's something mm-hmm. I can do, here's something I can do. I am looking at those ideas and really using my discernment in regards to, well, where do I want to put my energy right now? Yes. Because I can't keep listening to everyone else who thinks that in order for me to continue showing up as a leader, I need to do this, this, and this. Can we just, first of all, okay, first of all- Yeah, we can address this shit. We need to, but for the (laughs) listener, I wish you would have seen my face because how good was the mind (laughs) It was so (laughs) good. (laughs) I I wish I screenshot that. Real, I, I was leaning in with interest, and so I have to go listen to all the episodes now and just hear what that was about. But listen, I got to tell you, I have a lot of judgments, and and judgment is not good or bad; it just is. Right. And, we, and we, uh, FYI, we all judge. All and I day. did. I did an episode on this too. Like we all judge. Yeah. Everyone judges. It's okay. And it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> you know, I love, I love being judged because, and I didn't always, I used to be afraid to be judged, but now I feel like, well, if you're judging me, that means you're paying attention. Mm-hmm. That means you're listening. You're seeing me. You actually stopped your scroll to take mm-hmm. enough time to observe what I'm doing and judge me. 
can carry on just away. <laughs> so anyway, um, the whole, the, this whole thing of like leaders are stepping up right now. You know, it's interesting because I was in the Marine Corps for, uh, 10 years mm-hmm. and, you know, we train leaders there. Mm-hmm. And one thing I know is that, um, leaders are very strategic mm-hmm. and, you know, the best leaders don't just jump in and start charging. They actually gather the intel first right. and they assess the situation. They look at the landscape and then they make a decision. Yes. So I think that we're doing a disservice when we're sort of, you know, I don't even want to say shaming because I don't believe that people, you know, people do what they do and then we assign feel the shame. And, yeah. and then we feel it. Right. But it's like, I, I don't think that we should be pressuring people. Mm-hmm to do any one thing or to do nothing. I think that we, at this moment in time, we should be encouraging each other to accept where we all are in this, in this season. And I do get it. There are people out there. There will always be sheep Mm -hmm. and that's not a bad thing. Like we need sheep. Mm-hmm. We need people, like leaders need people to lead. So right. if we're all lead, and that's the other thing, like if we're all leading, who the hell is following? Right. So I don't think it's so much about leadership. I think that this is a season of um, collaboration mm-hmm. and collectivity and unification so mm-hmm. that instead of trying to fight each other to the top, we're just kind of saying like, hey, let's all go this direction together. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I'm also really adverse to people who are creating survival guides, like quarantine survival guides. Listen, I'm not trying, again, I went to Iraq, Operation Iraqi Freedom, Operation Enduring Freedom. At no point did I ever think, man, I hope we all survive. That would, no, it was, Mm -hmm. we better win this war. We better win. I'm not a survivor. I'm a freaking winner. I'm Mm -hmm. a champion. I'm a thriver. Keep your freaking survival guide to yourself. (laughs) If all you can offer me is survival, I'm out. Right. Yeah. Well said. I think that there's there's a lot of messaging coming out right now that Mm -hmm. is um, people are are unconsciously or consciously looking to capitalize on this moment in time yeah. when really like this, this is truly a time where we need to trust ourselves now more yes. than ever. Yes. And I love what you said about encouraging each other, right? To accept where we are. That's so mm-hmm. important to encourage each other to be where we are, to encourage yes. each other to tune in to what our inner guidance system is telling us and to really follow those internal nudges versus the external punches that we are feeling from social media or from people that you're following. And in fact, do yourself a favor and just unfollow or temporarily unfollow the people that are making you feel or that that are leaving you feeling a certain way about yourself and instead choose to follow those who are encouraging you to dive into yourself, to trust yourself, to be with yourself. I mean, yes, I have been consistent with my messaging about leadership and at the end of everything, it's always like, you need to just fucking trust yourself. You need Correct. to do what's right for you. If you need to rest right now, you rest, right? right. If, if you need to, ju- if you want, if you feel called to create right now from this place of like, uh, like a, a true, abundance and fulfillment and fulfillment and joy and happiness and do that 
right? Mm -hmm. If you want to launch something because you're feeling it in the depths of your soul, like this is what I'm meant to do right now, do that. Yep. And if you feel like sleep. <laughs> yeah, well, I I do feel like sleeping. It's so hard for me to fall asleep. So I need whatever tips and tricks you get. <laughs> we'll talk after this. Okay. Podcast. Yeah. Um, but okay. So where are we at? Okay, time. <laughs> I feel like we have, we have a few more minutes to talk about something. Okay. Yeah. Um. So with this time that we're in. Um, I mean, I think we can all agree that moving forward, things are never going to be the same and nor do we want them to be the same. Like this has opened our eyes in a lot of ways, not just to the external world, but to us ourselves internally. And, and yeah, but wait a second. I think this is another kind of issue that I have, Mm -hmm. not kind of, this is another issue that I have with everything that's going on. First of all, if I get one more email from someone that says in these uncertain times, wake up people, life has always been uncertain. (laughs) The only thing that has ever been certain in life is death. Mm -hmm. Your 401k was never secure. Your job, even though you were getting paid on the 1st and the 15th every month, that was never secure. The people of Enron, do you remember Enron? Mm -hmm. I do. They thought that they had it made in the shade. And guess what? One day it was all gone. We have never had certainty. Certainty is an illusion. Right. And so... When, when people say like, oh, things are never going to be the same again, they were never going to be the same regardless whether we had coronavirus or not. Think about the eight, right? I'm an 80s kid. I was born mm-hmm. in the Me 80s, <laughs> right? What an awesome era that was, right? Seriously, the best. <laughs> the best. It was the best. It was like so much fun. But will, it, will we ever have the 80s again? Will right. it ever be? No. Every decade is going to come with its own new thing. Let me remind you, there was a season where there was never an internet. I lived in yep, that world. me too. Right? No internet, we, no cell phones, no There pagers. were no cell phones. Or, mm-hmm. Right. You had to carry a quarter, a little case quarter, yep. and use a payphone, right? Mm-hmm. And now we're really dating ourselves. But the, the point is that then the internet came and things were never the same. Right. Then cell phones came and then, you know, Steve Jobs made them smart and the site right. came out and, and then things were never the same. So listen, life is dynamic. So things will never, nothing will ever be as good as this moment. Right. And here's the thing. I know that there's someone out there that heard me say that and rejected, rejected totally. the notion because in their mind, it's like, well, when I have a, be- a bigger house, it's going to be better. No, it's not. Because mm-hmm. when you have a bigger house, guess what? You're going to notice like I'm, you're going to notice that the chandelier that the house came with is tacky. Right. And so now like the better, no, it's not. So right. there's always going to be something. There will never be a better time than right in this moment. Mm-hmm. I love and that. If you, if like, if we could just start to realize how rich we are right now, like we are so freaking wealthy right in this moment Mm -hmm. and just be so happy and so full of gratitude for this particular moment, then it makes everything that we get better. It makes everything like, like when, by the way, we have a, a little breakfast area and I have a beautiful table and I still have folding chairs, like mm-hmm. card table chairs, because I haven't found chairs that I like. And I look at them and I'm like, oh, cringe. I want chairs. But I'm so grateful that I freaking have chairs right. and a table. So when I get the new chairs, it's just going to be like, wow, and it upgraded. You know what I'm right, saying? Right, right. 
But this, the fact that I freaking have a comfortable chair to put my butt on while I'm eating, that's amazing too. Mm-hmm. And so we have to get to this place of if, if we can love this moment, everything that we get after this moment is just going to be like an extra orgasm. <laughs> that's one way to put it. <laughs> Definitely. I love orgasms. Yeah. What? I love that you brought that up about the uncertainty um, and the illusion of it. And what's interesting is, yeah, I'm one of those people who definitely says that times are never going to be the same, but I'm referring to the fucking illusion because I think that this time, if anything, it's Mm -hmm. all this stuff has been happening in the background. (laughs) Yes. It's all been happening. Like if you think our government is corrupt now, if that's your opinion, hey, they were probably that way before. If you They were, not problem, probably. If you have a if you have a problem with the healthcare system now, hey, like that existed before. Um so all these things existed, it's that the veil has been lifted, which is why things are never going to be the same again for you because now you're seeing what mm-hmm. you for what you didn't see, but that in itself is such a gift because yep. now you have a heightened awareness. Now you're in a different level of observa- observ- observation yeah. and you can use that, apply that moving forward, you know, and, and that's so important. And I think that's one of the biggest gifts that this time has, has offered many well, people, including myself. I agree. The other thing that I think that people forget is, you know, people say like, we've never seen this before. Correct. Our generation, yeah, our generation has, has not, has not experienced a pandemic, but this is not the first pandemic that humankind has right. ever had to overcome. History will show you there have been, there have been pandemics Multiple. and wars and the great depression and recessions. And, and this is a cycle Yes. So life ebbs and flows. Like this is not the end. No. This is, you know, and FYI, like the real estate market needed to boom. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Like this needed to happen. Otherwise none of us would be buying homes. Right. So all of these things, like we have to trust in the cycles that we go through, but also mm-hmm. that our our world and our collective goes through because yeah. there has to be cycles. But you know, yes, not but, yes and, <laughs> not but, yes not. and. This is such a great opportunity for us to to recognize the gaps in our knowledge base mm-hmm. because people forget like we just said, that this is not the first pandemic, but it's like, you, you don't think about the, the plague or the right. smallpox or anything. You forget about that. Um, people will think, well, the recession happened. People get rich in recessions. Mm-hmm. So this is an opportunity for you to go get educated and figure out like, what the heck did those guys that got really, really rich after 2008, what were they doing? Mm-hmm. Let me start studying. Let me figure out what... This is such a great moment to just sit and say, okay, well, what do I really want? Because mm-hmm. if I feel uncomfortable in this, if this is not what I want, well, what do I want? Right. And what do I need to know? What do I need to learn to get me closer to what I want? So for me this season, I'm reading all the money books mm-hmm. because I'm going to be a multi, multi-millionaire on the back of this recession. Mm-hmm. Catch me in 12 years because not only will I have come up as a multi multi millionaire, but I will also know another recession is coming and I will have my ducks in a row so that when the recession hits, it doesn't hurt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because yeah. look, you're going to get hit. 
Mm-hmm. But why do you think that a boxer can go round for round for round and still keep fighting? Because they've conditioned themselves to the point that they can take a hit without getting hurt. That's where we have to condition ourselves, mm-hmm. where it's not that we don't feel the blow, you feel it, but it's not going to hurt as much if you've conditioned and prepared. The people right. that feel like they got knocked out right now as a result of this is that they were living in a bubble. They were just in their you know, happy little ignorance and ignorance is bliss. Mm-hmm. And, and there's nothing wrong with being ignorant. You know, it, it was what it was, but now yeah, we don't know what we don't know. We don't know what we don't know. That's right. why having coaches is so important mm-hmm. so that they can be you know, you're, you're a double reflector and catch that blind spot for you. Yeah. So this is, I mean, to me, when people ask me, well, what do you think about everything? I would say, I think this is the greatest season of opportunity we will have in our lifetime. Mm-hmm. I only see opportunity and I'm going to do every, every single day. My actions are guided by what opportunity do I have today to get closer to my vision? Right. Yeah. I love that. I I trust that. I believe that. And, um, for everyone listening also know that opportunity comes in many different shapes, sizes, and forms. And for you, maybe the opportunity is deeply personal for Mm -hmm. you. Maybe the opportunity is in your, your, within your family, within your relationships, within your own traumas, your own wounds, Mm -hmm. but to really just allow yourself to open your eyes to see the opportunities that are there and know that your opportunity might look different than mine, might look different than mm-hmm. Rachel's, or it might look the same, right? Exactly. So to identify what those opportunities are. Yeah. So now, now we are out of time. Oh, now, we're out. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we could just like continue jamming for hours and it would be super interesting. <laughs> but um, wow, Rachel, that was I had a blast. That was amazing. I love you. I'm so grateful for I know. this I'm so, combo. I'm so grateful You're for awesome. you. Yeah. I feel like we, we need to hang out in real life when this is over. I was going to say that. <laughs> I want to do a trip. I'm definitely not going to Peru with you, but like, I don't know, maybe Dominican Republic, Cuba. Yeah, yeah. somewhere like that for sure. Um, Rachel, why don't you tell our listeners how they can get more of you online and I will include all those links and more in the show notes. Awesome. Well, definitely come and hang out with me on Instagram. I'm at Girl Confident. And uh, join me over at rachelluna.biz. Those are my two places. There's lots of free stuff over at rachelluna.biz. You can get the first chapter of my upcoming book, Girl Confident, by going to girlconfident.com. And that's where I be. Amazing. So um, I highly recommend that you guys go and follow her on Instagram because Rachel posted posts some real shit that will punch you in all the right places. Let me just tell you. <laughs> if you think It'll I'm only like, hurt a little. <laughs> right, right. In a good, in the best way. Okay. In the best way possible. Um, to our listeners, thank you so much for joining Rachel and I on today's Thought Leader, where we are challenging you to rise up, speak up, and create a movement. If you loved this episode between me and Rachel, please drop a rating and review on iTunes and share it with a friend. And then hit us up on Instagram. My handle is at I am Ruby. Let us know what your biggest takeaway was. Reach out. We'd love to hear from you. And then of course, if uh, you have any questions, you can text me 1781-336-0160. Rachel, thank you so much. Thank you for having me. So grateful. 
And to our thought leaders, I'll see you back here on Monday for a brand new episode of Today's Thought Leader.